This episode is brought to you by Great Waters Financial. This is the premiere episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. The idea of having a podcast that where we get to talk about bold ideas, but it is God-inspired. Those are the ideas that will change the world. Those are the ideas that will change people and transform lives. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey, 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 welcome to episode number one of the Bold Idea Podcast. It's Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. And we're just kind of hip hopping to our new music and our new show, our new theme, our new format, our new, new, new. That's right. Why are we saying new? Because everything uh, is new. Everything is new. <laughs> and it's a new year, and it's a new podcast. And Armin and I have had the privilege of working together over 132 episodes on the Reinventure Me podcast. And we hope that some of you have listened to that show. If you haven't, visit us there at reinventure.me. Now, we're not recording any new episodes there, are we? Nope. <laughs> no, we're not. We, we got this baby going. We put that to rest because we wanted to focus on turning your bold idea into action. And that show was really around personal transformation. A lot of great stuff there that we did, Armin. I feel really good about that 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 whole podcast and the whole series there and and all of our listeners that commented and and really encouraged us along the way and I just think we're going to take this whole thing to a whole new level. In oh, this. without a doubt. So I, I mean, I remember our first podcast it was a uh, it's a little choppy. Oh, choppy was right. Look, we spent 17 hours putting that first 30 minute show together. You know? It was rough. It's not going to happen this time. We got no. a little bit of experience under our belts. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy it. Our goal for these shows are always to inspire you to take the idea that God might put inside of you and and bring it to life and make something happen. And we want to talk about our show today, but That's we right. probably need to just get us acquainted with one another. That's right, because we're assuming there's a lot of new people coming into this based on all the emails we've seen coming in. So why don't we start with you, since you're the superstar, at least in my book, <laughs> to learn a little bit more about you for people we'll, who don't know we'll you. We'll say the best for last then. <laughs> okay. Well played. <laughs> all right, so here I am. I am in my 50s. I'm a venture coach, or at least that's how I describe myself. And I like to help people by inspiring them to create and act on the powerful idea that God has put inside of them. Now, I do that with companies. I consult and advise companies on how they can find new market opportunities, new growth options, very much the creative idea of how they form and formulate their business. I help them mergers and acquisitions and all that sort of stuff. That's all fine and good, but I also love doing it at an individual level, and I'm also the founder of Bold Path Life Strategies, a nonprofit ministry of which the Bold Idea Podcast is a part of that. You know, I've been an independent consultant for 20 years, Armin, and have launched a bunch of businesses, a number of ministries. I've served as the president of the National Coalition of Ministries to Men. i co-founded a crisis pregnancy center, served as a transitional pastor. All this is to say, I kind of have a little bit of a split professionality. <laughs> Just, there's, you know, I have a t-shirt. I mean, we may have talked about this. I don't know if we did in the reinventure me podcast, but I have a t-shirt that says so many ideas, so little time. That's right. And it's perfect for you. It is perfect for me in a way that, you know, I just really believe that you ought to embrace who God made you to be and not be apologetic about it. Right and I find that there are so many people who are feeling like they're defective 
because either they have a lot of interests and they mm-hmm. feel like that's a problem or they don't know what they have an interest in and they and they feel like that's a problem. And in, in right. any case, they're looking at other people and they're getting a clue about themselves and they're saying, I'm not right. Mm. And I just want to repudiate that. I, mean, I just want to say, go live the way God's made you to be. Embrace who you are mm-hmm. and live it to the full. And that's what I've enjoyed doing in my life and embracing my many interests and yeah, sure, there have been some things that I go, oh, yeah, you know, that might have been a little bit different had I not been doing something else as well at the time. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what, I'm enjoying life and, and living it up, and I think at the same time really trusting God that he will birth what's important inside of me. And that's really the whole genesis of this this podcast is right. let's live that idea that God's put inside of you. And you do it better than most, though. Uh, you're, you're the type of guy that gets an idea and knows how to run with it because you've done it so many times. And people don't really know how many times. (laughs) I'm I'm afraid to tell people, you know, (laughs) that I have a management consulting firm. I'm the CEO of a software company, that I have a digital marketing agency, that I have my own nonprofit, and I serve on the board of several companies. You know, most people just start, like, going, all right, the guy's not for real, or maybe he's jam, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And you transit do transitional pastor roles that typically take about a year. Yeah. So you're speaking every yep. week. Right. And you're mentoring people. Yep. And not to mention you have four kids. Yeah, four kids <laughs> and a wonderful bride that I am in more in love with every day is right. that, that we were together. It's not to say that there's and time grandfather. for... Yeah, and a grandfather. Now your grandfather. Exactly. Come on. Yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> you know, but it's not to say that there's time for everything. It's all a matter of setting priorities and, and looking at what is God igniting inside of you to do. And that's been my journey. It's been a little bit convoluted, a little twisted, but also at the same time, just a, it's just a tremendous, tremendous life that I've had the opportunity to live. I'm now in my 50s. I don't know if I mentioned that. So I'm a little bit, you know, in the boomer set. And yeah. Armin, I know you're in the millennial set. That's right. So Gap's let's talk about you, because okay, you have you, my friend. <laughs> so I got to tell the audience here that Armin and I met Uh-oh. just before we kicked off the Reinventure Me podcast. So that was about three years ago, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And my son, Ryan, who's also a millennial, said, well, one of my sons, Ryan, um, all of my kids are millennials, all four of them. <laughs> He said, Dad, you got to meet Armin. You got to meet this guy. He's pastoring this church, and there was an associate pastor at this church. And just the kind of guy that I know you will just hit it off with. So you got to meet him. So I'm like, okay, so he tells me a little bit about you, right? Sure. All the stuff that you're involved And I'm like, okay, sounds like a guy after my own heart. <laughs> so we get together, and, right. and we're having some conversations. And I remember one lunch meeting you and I had, Armin, and you said, turn and take a look at the table kind of to your right, just behind you, but don't make it too obvious. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, what's that. all this about? <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, and I'm like, going. okay. So I'm looking. I see these guys all sitting around this table. I said, oh, okay. So who is that, right? And <laughs> you said, what is this? Like, was it the Pakistani mafia or Palestinian Palestinian <laughs> mafia? And I'm like, all right. So I'm meeting this guy, and he happens to know who the Palestinian mafia is. <laughs> I'm like, all right. How is it that you know who these guys are? So I mean, this is the 
tea into your story. <laughs> How do you know the Palestinian mafia? So I don't want to get too crazy into it, but so I was born in the Islamic Republic of Iran. No terroristic affiliations to this day. I'm very proud to say that. Born in a rich family, ended up having to escape our own country because we were the wrong religion in the wrong country. Ended up living in poverty in third world country of Pakistan. Came here. Uh, into Minneapolis, lived, and then when I was a teenager, started dabbling in criminal activities. And by the time I was 26 years old, I was running an organized crime group that spanned from Nebraska to Pennsylvania. And through that process is where I got to meet some very interesting people that had certain mafia affiliations, <laughs> of which... Larry got to see. <laughs> <laughs> and see was enough for me. I didn't need to actually meet them. <laughs> but good people at heart, I think, somewhere in there. They're not terrible people. But I would say after my stint in organized crime and uh, kind of stepping down from that life and going broke eventually through that process, I end up in a men's group, a very awkward one, but really good guys. And they bring me to this church. And at this church, I end up, it's a church plant. It was brand new. I was meeting in a high school that smelled like pee. <laughs> eventually, I get saved in this church. And at this point, I become what's called a Christian, which is a scary thing for me at the time. And then uh, I start interning there. I, I was looking at a prison sentence of a couple of life sentences, had this crazy miracle happened where I didn't serve any prison time. And amazing. Then I ended up working for this church that I, I you know, converted to Christianity. And that's and, when we met, right? And, and that it was uh, years after I'd already been in this, involved in this church. Yeah. And, and I met you when I was actually transitioning out. Oh, was, yeah. it, uh, so I was, I was actually a, a bit of a mess. Mm. It was a tough transition for me. You were a huge part of that transition. The, the mess part? No, the cleaning up the mess part. So, yeah, it's been a crazy ride knowing you from point of transition out of ministry, going into my serial entrepreneur phase, and all the way to this point where now we got, I don't know how many balls I'm juggling in my life. It's nowhere near as much as you. but Yeah, so refugee to crime syndicate leader to <laughs> yeah. refugee from the church. <laughs> well played. Right? <laughs> to uh, entrepreneur. Yep. Back to now serving in a church. Yeah, I'm one of the directors at this church called Eagle Brook Church here in Minnesota. It's definitely not small. Much bigger no. than the church that I came from. <laughs> but it's amazing, man. I am in the middle of writing my book, working at this church. I still run my own business with a couple of partners called Position Intel. I'll consult once in a very rare while through you. But mainly what, what I do on the side is speaking engagements. I'll speak about once or twice a month. So. Yeah. Now, your story's gotten very popular. I mean, for good reason. You know, I'm sure our listeners are probably wondering, okay, so what happened? How did a guy who was deeply ingrained in the crime culture, you know, leading a you know, a syndicate operation really yeah. you told me one time I think that you had a party and you paid the DJ fifty thousand dollars just for That was just to bring him in. That was just to bring him yeah. in. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So how does a guy who's, you know, kind of flying in that crowd sure. finally just I mean how how that wake up go? Talk talk about that just for a minute. Oh man, that's a depressing story. I don't want if we want to get into that. <laughs> so I mean, being the really humble guy that I was, I threw myself a party, and I mean, I, I spent at least a quarter million dollars for this party. Wow! And I remember I I was twenty six years old at the time, and I remember going and sitting in this chair in this like VIP area of a club that I rented out, and I was sitting in this chair to have this like nostalgic moment, right? I had a cup of this 
stupidly expensive cognac that I was about to drink. And I just wanted to take in the moments, right? Like I have arrived. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there and I don't know why for the life of me, I, I, it clicked in my head that I, this has been 10 years that I've been doing this. And I start, and I, but I remembered one very weird fact. I remembered that I got into this whole thing because I was looking for family. Mm. I know that sounds so pathetically lame, but <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> 10 years later, I'm sitting around, I'm looking around at all the people there and there was hundreds of people there and I made eye contact with several people, but it hit me that there wasn't a single person there that I would actually consider family. Mm. You know, we've been shot at together. We've, bled together we've gotten to jail together we've done all sorts of crazy stuff built millions of dollars and blah 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 right and, but none of it felt like family and it was the most depressing moment in my life was realizing i had spent 10 years of my life building something i never wanted mm -hmm. and it kind of flipped me into a suicidal mode and mm. that was kind of the beginning of something new yeah and and then somebody came along and gave you a word of hope yeah yeah and i didn't really accept it but they, they they sucked me in though. It was a family. Mm. They did a really good job. I was a really antagonistic guy, very aggressive, pretty crass, and did not like Christians. Yeah. Well, the way to win your heart if you're looking for family is to be family, right? Right. Yeah. Which is ironic. I, the thing I was looking for, I reject when it comes to me. And the thing I wasn't looking for, I spent 10 years of my life building. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, you have had quite a journey from Iran all the way over here and also from uh, the crime world all the way over to the yeah. the ministry world and with business in between and still going. So you and I are yeah. both bivocational in that sense. That's and right. We both have ministry and business pursuits and maybe you as a listener are also finding that as well, that you're actively engaged in your church or maybe perhaps you have your own ministry and we want to inspire you in the ways in which we've been inspired ourselves just to yeah. kind of keep these things going. They're not always easy to manage both, and That's there's right. a lot of things for us to learn. Well, why don't we take a quick break, Armin, and because I think we need to talk when we get back about why we're doing this. Come on, let's do it. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hey, Armin, I'm super excited. Our friends at Great Waters Financial, a wealth management firm based here in Minneapolis with over $300 million in assets under management. They are our sponsors for this episode. I'm so glad they are because there's two financial institutions in this world that I would ever put my name behind, and Great Waters Financial is definitely one of them. You know, I have had the opportunity, Armin, to talk to about a dozen of their clients one-on-one. -on -one. And they are not just clients. They are raving fans of Great Waters Financial. And why? Because they are treated like family. They're treated like somebody that they can trust to get the job done. And Great Waters makes it very simple to understand all the retirement complexities and financial plans that you might need to make. And they do it with all the latest tools, but they do it with a lot of heart. That's right. These guys are setting a new standard of how this is done. So if you want to schedule a time with your future advisor, then go to www.greatwatersfinancial.com forward slash bold idea. All right, well, we're back. 
And let's talk about what's motivating you to do this. I know we had a lot of fun with the Reinventure Me podcast, but you know, when I asked you whether you were interested in the Bold Idea podcast, you didn't hesitate a heartbeat and signed up. So uh, what's driving you? Not at all. Okay, so here's what I think about it. If you look at even my life, I, I was kind of raised into a family that had to make a lot of bold decisions. So for example, my dad, he was given an option running a big bank, making really, really good money. Big bank, big bank. Big bank, big bank. (laughs) And here's what happens. Two officers walk into his, I don't know if you want to, two agents, I would say, walk into his office, lay a piece of paper down on his desk, and they say, you have two options. One, you sign this piece of paper that says you're Muslim and you can continue practicing any religion that you want. And keep your job, keep your money, keep your family. Now, this was before the fall of the Shah. Is that right? This is right after. Right after. Okay. Yep. I, I was about three years old at the time, I want to say. And then they said the second option is you have to pay back everything that you have ever made, go to prison, get executed. So does your family. My dad, without hesitation, made a very bold decision and said, I will not lie about my faith not on paper or otherwise. I will not lie to my family. I will not lie to anyone. And he made a very bold decision to leave a very comfortable life for the sake of his faith. Mm. And we fled a country on foot across a desert Mm. and lived in poverty one step above the slums. And that is the beginning of how I was kind of adopted into this bold idea mentality, right? Mm -hmm. Where I even remember my dad coming to me, I could not have been more than four years old. And I don't, I didn't have a lot of conversations with my dad, but I remember he came to me one night and tears in his eyes. And it couldn't have been much later after this whole agents walking into his office scenario. And he got on one knee and looked me straight in the eyes. And this isn't the type of interactions I had with my father quite a bit. And he looked me in the eye and again, with emotion and tears, says, Armin, I want you to know if there's anything worth dying for, it's your faith. Mm. And he said a bunch of other stuff after that. But I'm a four-year-old kid talking to his father about death at mm-hmm. this point right like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know i don't even fully uh, yeah i don't yeah, even can't know. compute all that yeah right? like mm-hmm. what's why would why am i dying for my faith why is that that important but i've never forgotten it right my entire life i've seen bold idea after bold idea after bold idea turn into something right whether it was something good or something bad but i have seen bold ideas change and transform lives and i think the idea of having a podcast where we get to talk about bold ideas, but it is God-inspired, right? Those are God-inspired bold ideas. Those are the type of bold ideas that in my, at least from my perspective, those are the ideas that will change the world. Those are the ideas that will change people and transform lives. Those are the ideas that will make people a better version of themselves. And if I can be a part of a podcast that gets to bring in rock star people that get to inspire other people based on the bold ideas that they've pursued, then I cannot wait to be a part of something like that because I know this is content and people and relationships that will be transformational Mm -hmm. and not just in theory. Mm -hmm. What about you? We just had a mic drop moment here and you're saying you're asking me to pick up the mic. I'm like ready to just go. All right. Let's just sign off here because that was that was really good. man. You had me you had me sucked into that whole thing. I'm like, wow, that's great. I really admire your dad. Yeah, I just what a 
you know, the Bible says to honor men that make sacrifices like that. And yeah. what, what a testimony for you, Armin, mm-hmm. what, uh, what a thing to hold on to and hang on to that, that a man would choose to repudiate comfort and, and say, I, I'm going to live for my faith mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm surprised I didn't get choked up telling you. I don't know why, because anytime I, I see my dad with tears in his eyes, it makes me want to cry because he's just not a crier, you know? Yeah. Wow. But I don't know why that made him cry. No, that's great. And and I think, you know, your example is fueling you in the way my example with my dad hasn't fueled me. In other words, mm. I have just the opposite. And I had a dad who, you know, he was around, but he was just around, you know, he wasn't very involved. Mm -hmm. And I grew up always just kind of wondering, you know, kind of what was going on inside of my dad. And, and, you know, he was the world war two vet era. Oh, wow. And, and they didn't say much. I mean, at least my dad never said much. And I never really got a sense of who he was as a man. And he never really spent any time guiding me as a young man. And so I kind of grew up really without any mentors. And, you know, I would go over like you had a, a Christian family that would welcome you in. I found my relief really with my friends' families, you know, to kind of be around where some I could see a mother and a father kind of engaging in mm. healthy ways with their kids. And I didn't I didn't have that in the same way. And I, mm. I knew I longed for it. And th- there's a part of me, I think, that that's fueled my ministry in my entire adult life since I met the Lord in college. I've always had this sense of how, how can I help somebody else not feel alone in their walk and feel like they have somebody that can come alongside them and mentor them and do all the rest. And so in many ways, I never think that that ends for me. In many ways, I still feel like that young kid who still is walking life largely alone. I have, I have many friends and my wife had, had told me one time when I felt like I, you know, I didn't, she says, just look around you. You know, you've got, <laughs> you've got them. You're just looking for something that you're, you're not needing because you mm. already, you just need to embrace what's in front of you. And that was a piece that I really needed to hear because I found I wasn't, I wasn't embracing that. And there was still this little boy inside of me that very much felt like I'm walking life alone. Mm. And so, you know, when I think about what we're building here with this podcast. I mean, we're going to be inviting some really terrific guests to our program. And for me, this is like sitting next to a mentor to say, you know, what are some of the things you learned about your life and Mm. and how did you follow God in the leading that you received from him? And, and how can we get outside of our comfort zone? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I say, and I say in sadness is I've told Anna, I said, I don't want to die the way my dad died. And I felt like, you know, he kind of gave up and he never really worked to, you know, he, he had suffered a quadruple bypass and everything had, I mean, he suffered a heart attack and had a quadruple bypass. He suffered through the recovery, (laughs) but he never really did what he needed to do to get back to full health. Mm. And I think he just found that it was easier to have other people attend to him than it was to get out of the bed and and to, and to start walking again and to take matters and, and get stronger. And, and he found that it was just easier just to be entertained. Mm. And I, I think I find that I don't want to be entertained. Mm. I don't want to have boredom drive my life where it pushes me to entertainment. Right. 
I want to be challenged. I want to continue to grow. I want to be pushing the comfort zone. And I know even the older that I get, it's easier to try to look at all your safety nets and it's easier right. to try to keep some safety going there. Yeah. And, and I want to keep pushing myself. Mm. So that's part of the reason for this podcast for me is to keep pushing. I love that. If anybody that's listening, if you get a chance, listen to the episode that we did in reinventure.me on shame that oh. was led by Larry. It's probably one of the more emotional, but just, ah, it, it was just a heartfelt, very important and must listen to episode because you, you, you'll get more of the gist <laughs> of what he's talking about, but it, it was yeah, man, it was gut wrenching listening to it. But well, it was got so a lot of comments on that uh, show. We'll we'll include it in the show notes just so people can oh, uh, a can, great idea. can grab the link to it pretty quickly if they want. But you know, I think that's the personal motivation for me, right. the personal motivation for you. But I think we also have a, a you know a really strong, important biblical motivation for this, and that is that God puts, I believe, puts a bold idea inside of each of us as believers. You know, it says in the Bible that we're created for good works come on and prepared in advance now think about that for a second if god has created us and we're his workmanship and he's created us to do good works in advance then there's something purposeful and intentional about what he's doing Absolutely. and none of us are intended to waste the stewardship of what he's given us come on and in fact paul said he who's been given a trust must prove faithful hmm. and we've each been given a trust and so now how do we prove faithful to that trust? There's something that God wants to do in each of us. And I want to inspire you to, to take that step outside your comfort zone and to, to move and embrace in what it is. You know, the Proverbs say it's the glory of God to conceal things and the glory of kings to mm. search things out. And yeah. we are to search things out. And God, I think, kind of plays hide and seek with this. It's like, yeah. you know, if, if you want it, you're going to look for it. Yeah. You know, seek me and you will find me. And we've got to have that desire. You've got to have that thing that, that right. draws you to, to want it. Right. So if anything, we want to inspire you with these episodes. We want to encourage you. We want to also give you some new ideas and some tools. And we'll be talking to some guests along the way. And then Armin and I are going to also have some episodes that are just, you know, what we're learning and yeah. how we're applying it and, and that sort of thing. But when you listen to our future guests, we're going to not only just interview our guests, but Armin and I are going to break it down after each episode or at the end of each episode, as we're talking to our guests, he and I, Armin and I are going to talk about what we learned specifically from that conversation and the things that we can apply in our own life. And that might help fuel some of your own thinking about that as well. And these guests that we're bringing, there, there, there's this, there's this verse that says, many are called, few are chosen. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that every single person has a call on their life. They have a bold idea in their mind and it's been given to you by God. But there's so many people that get those calls, that get those ideas and do nothing with them. And it's not because you don't have the gifting. It's not because you don't have a God that will provide that for you. It's so many people based out of fear and based out of the unknown or coming to the conclusion that it's impossible, walk away before the idea ever comes to fruition. Mm -hmm. But the people that we're bringing in are the chosen few. These are the people who took the call and made the sacrifices and brought something to fruition. And when we bring them, we're bringing them here because we want you to listen what, to what it sounds like, what it looks like to see a bold idea come to a bold life and that's what we want to give you that's right so turn the page 
and jump into our next episode and give it a listen. If you're joining us on launch week, you'll find that episode coming out in the next day. But we're going to be lining these up very quickly for you. And we invite you to grab a notice about our shows when they come out. It could make it very easy for you by subscribing to receive our show notices in your inbox by going to boldideapodcast.com and enter your email address there. And you will, whenever a podcast episode is released, which we will be releasing them weekly, except during launch week, we're going to be releasing them more frequently. But following that, you'll get them weekly and you'll want to know when they're out so you can download them to iTunes or to Stitcher or whatever your favorite app is for listening to the podcast. And so to be sure to do that, just subscribe to boldideapodcast.com. And don't just listen, please, please comment and interact with us. We're not going to get into a lot of the deep how-to part of this. We're not going to get into the weeds, but if you have those questions and you want those answers, put it on us and see if we can't put something together for you. Interact with us. Ask us questions. Give us suggestions. Throw out your idea of a guest that you want on here, but interact with us because this is all about you. This is not about us, even though we're going to probably gain a lot from this process ourselves. Amen to that, Armin. Amen to that. We've always enjoyed the comments that we've gotten from our listeners. So now here's your action plan for this episode. Go to our podcast page, boldideapodcast.com. If you haven't already given us your email address, do it there so you can get an email. We would love for you to review our show on iTunes. So go to boldideapodcast.com slash review. When you go there, it will tell you exactly how to review our show on iTunes and on Stitcher. And we rely on that to get the word out about this show. And so please give us a review on iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn. We have boldideapodcast.com. We're all over. Everywhere. Everywhere, except maybe Pinterest right now. So, But please follow us and interact with us on social media. We love to hear from you. We love to get your comments and can't wait for you to hear from our upcoming guests. That's right. We're so glad you're with us. Thank you for joining us on this journey. This is Armin Asadi alongside Larry Gates. Bidding you adieu. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.